Karma Productions Worldwide, in association with NMD Plus Productions in London and the William Mills Agency, presents Bankadelic from Money 2020, a series of special podcast episodes that feature interviews with some of the people who are making the financial services world and fintech rock. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, and join us for the conversations that took place at one of the premier financial services conventions in all the world. Thanks again for tuning in to Bankadelic. And we got this letter from the Bankadelic mailroom. Miss Joan Prescott of Nome, Alaska writes, Dear Lou, how are you doing out on the gambling floor today? Well, I will tell you, Ms. Prescott, I'm down about $120,000, but I'll tell you, it's just like one turn of luck, and I'm going to reverse that. I should mention, by the way, that that is play money, and it's the kids' casino here, so even though I'm down, I'm not depressed, (laughs) and I'm not out either. I'm going to make a comeback, so at any rate, all kidding aside, we have someone on the podcast who, this is just great because we have chatted before, it was a really wonderful chat and to have him back again on the show is an absolute treat i should forewarn you that there will be another time at some point too we're going to have him back we haven't determined that yet bradley tompkins brad is the chief information officer at virgin he's based in jackson mississippi and i would love it if you could tell those listening in the Money 2020 audience and the audience at large, a little bit about what you do at Virgin and what that involves. Thanks, Lou. Yeah, first, thanks for having me back. Had a great time the previous occasions we've gotten to chat and look forward to this one. I'm the chief information officer and, and Virgin being a technology company, I'm, I really focus on all operations as they relate to development um, as well as product leadership and just the direction we're going strategically into the market and how we're gonna address that market with the software is really kind of, that's my sphere of influence and and what I focus on. And and part of the reason I'm here at Money 2020 is to understand what kind of market opportunities there are, as well as understand what other people are doing in the space and and where the trends are. That is fabulous. So I've gotta ask you, what are you seeing to that end? What are you hearing? Well, I mean, there's a lot of focus on payments, obviously. That's a hugely important part of lending, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work very well if you don't get paid back. Uh, I think the buy now, pay later people found that out. Um, but we're seeing a lot of trends in, um, you know, how to facilitate that, how to lower the hurdles to entry into lending, right? A more inclusive lending environment which works out for everybody, right? As portfolios grow, um, you know, that's better for the lenders. It's also better for the consumers because they have greater access to credit. Uh, And part of that is driven by the data that's available on customers, right? It's no longer just that prime data file that that lenders are looking at. They're able to look at alternative uh, data feeds to understand that customer a little bit better. And if they can understand that customer better, they can lend them more money, uh, which is good for the consumer. And it's also good for the lender because they can understand that customer and how they're going to pay them back and their ability to pay them back. Um, so really circling those two things, have, have been, it's been a key trend here that I've seen. Wow. And help me understand, 
how Virgin fits into the picture because you guys are obviously very active in the space, doing some really cool things. How are you trying to put those pieces together and make them sing? Yeah, well for lenders, I mean, we're really their core platform. We're their ERP, right? Um, loan management is, I mean, it's hard to do lending without a loan management system. Uh, we're a full service loan management system all the way from customer uh, origination customer acquisition, origination, through servicing, collections. So the whole loan life cycle is covered by Virgin. And what we do and how we look at ourselves is, you know, we're, we're bringing together all these different uh, vendors and partners that can expand the reach of lenders, you know, beyond their core business, which is lending, right? But we'll see on the floor, you know, identity verification vendors, uh, payment vendors, all these vendors they can't stand on their own as a for lending, right? They're yeah. all pieces of the puzzle. Well, we can bring those pieces together at the right time in the SD and in the life cycle alone, and then really get those customers, you know, get them in onboarded, understand who they are, what they can afford, what they need, bring all those things together, and and really what. What that does is result in a positive for both parties and that customer gets the money they need when they need it. Um, and even if they're a thin file customer and then the lender gets paid back and, and that is beneficial for everybody because the more customers that, that pay back, the lower the APRs go, right? It's all a competitive marketplace. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think that one of the things I've heard from different people I've talked to is this idea that the one size fit all era of banking is coming to an end that we really need to personalize things and we need tools and we need software that allow us to do that so that everybody can win. The customer can win, the banks and the financial institutions can win because they now see a person with more precision instead of randomly or broad brush putting them in a bucket and saying that that's how things are. What fascinates me is how you're bringing different pieces. You mentioned puzzle, right? You're bringing different pieces of the puzzle together. When I think about it, that's got to be a bit daunting. I mean, how are you doing that? Well, I think technology is what facilitates that mostly. Um, you know, we have a really robust API layer uh, so that we can integrate easily with different vendors. Um, you know, our software is very configurable, and we're able to you know, drop different workflows in at different places and bring those those partners in right where it matters in the lending process. Um, and then, you know, our full development staff, right? Uh, Virgin is a is a development shop where we're software as a service, but we also uh, are 100% coded and supported here in the U.S. We have over 40 developers between our offices in Ridgeland, Mississippi and Plano, wow. Texas. That's great. And, and so we do all development in-house and, and that just brings us closer to the customer, right? We can more quickly respond to customer needs and trends in the market because we have developers waiting to, to code new features and, and, and you know we update the software monthly. So you're, you're basically getting new software every month. That's fantastic, especially when you think about how things were a generation or two ago in the industry where 
the legacy core is the classic example. Update it, what, maybe every year? No, every five years? How about every 20 years? Exactly. <laughs> and you're updating this code very quickly. And Well, we run into lenders that are still on those type of platforms. And, you know, COVID really exposed a lot of that, right? You know, we had a group of people, you know, the consumer that needed they needed the assistance of lenders very, you know, in a very real way. However, they were either scared to come to them, you know, in their traditional, uh, uh, in the traditional channels, you know, they either, either their city was locked down and they couldn't, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or they were just afraid to. Um, so really the lenders that were on platforms and could respond to that and come to the customer, whether that be through a mobile app or, or however, those were the ones that really succeeded and thrived through COVID because they picked up a lot of business from those legacy platforms that just simply couldn't do it. They couldn't respond to it uh, in a timely fashion and in a way that was easy for the consumer. Yeah. The consumers during COVID, I count myself as one of them. We were, you know, we're all consumers, right? You and I and people in financial services who sometimes forget that they consume the products too and are involved in the products from a consumer point of view it was what what are we going to do and obviously amazon in e-commerce had a model where they could service people in financial services there was so much growing up to do in a short period of time and if i'm hearing you correctly and it would be what i believe too is that there are some people who've been left behind already and they're not doing the types of things that need to be done whether it's with Virgin or whoever that bring them into the modern era. And it's really been a wake up call. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, they were, I mean, at the time pre COVID, I mean, they were, you know, for lack of a better term, they were fat and happy, right? They, mm -hmm. You know, money was good. It was going in. They had their business model down pat, you know, they were, they were the blockbuster of the time, right? <laughs> People are renting movies. They're never going to stop renting movies. Well, you know, and then the pandemic comes and they were really left exposed in that. And a yeah. lot of people did lose out behind the eight ball. Uh, thankfully, our customers, uh, we were already ready with eSign. Uh, they could respond either uh, through our mobile app, which is a white label mobile app, uh, to really bring those customers in and, have, and give them the capability to, to get what they needed in the relationship that they felt comfortable with, which was their existing lender, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. There is of course that other category outside of fat and happy, which is eager to change, but anxious or ready to change, but anxious. And I'm just wondering if perhaps you've had conversations with businesses that have said, we see what you do. We think it's great. Man, are we scared? We don't know what we're doing here, what can you tell us? And I'm just wondering how Virgin handles that, how you handle it, how you have these conversations that can put people at ease and say, look, we'll be there, we'll help you. What are you telling them? Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. I mean, just walk upstairs into the show floor. I mean, you're bombarded. If you were a lender that needed to uh, grow in a technology perspective, I mean, my head would be spinning up there. I, I wouldn't know who to talk to. And everybody you talk to has got, got the solution, right? Well, but do they? So the hesitation there, I mean, what we bring from Virgin is just, we've been there. We know how to do it, right? I mean, being a full 
end-to-end -end platform, we're not just one piece or one part of that uh, of the true loan life cycle. We're, we're the entire loan life cycle. So we can speak authoritatively to them and help counsel them and be partners with them to say, you know what, here's this is what we do end-to-end. -end. This is what we can do for you. We know some partners that can bring kind of, you know, rich data to you to make better decisions. Um, you know, we can bring to bear these these payment processors that we're that we're familiar with. We know they're good people. We see them on the trade show loop and all that, and really help almost in a consultative fashion to to kind of help them through this. Because there's a lot of lenders out there. You specifically as you get higher up, you know the the uh, you know the age and you know whether they're a credit union or a small community bank that that they didn't have to before right but mm -hmm. now they realize they have to but they don't know how to and that is where you guys come in I think that's fabulous because especially when you describe that end-to-end -end thing it reminds me if this is a correct analogy of the record producer right if a band is going to try to figure out different pieces of how to make a record it could be very overwhelming, but the producer is there from the first rehearsal to the last mix session and all the way in between handling the technical issues, the performance issues, not the compliance issues, but we'll get to compliance <laughs> in a minute. Bands don't have to deal with that. So really, I've got to think that anyone that's working with you guys is going to be at some point very early on in the process, very reassured. Yeah, I think so. And that's what we try to do is is really work with them to understand one how they do things today, right? But also consult on how maybe they need to change and do things a little bit differently, just based upon our understanding of the market. Um, so yeah, I think when you can show up and speak intelligently about someone's business, um, you know, a lot of the people that work for us were in the lending business for years, mm -hmm. and so they understand that. So there is that we quickly build that rapport just because you know you can tell somebody that authentically knows what they're doing pretty quickly after you meet them sure and, and so that that hopefully and i think it has uh, has shown to put people at ease it's terrific now compliance is definitely and we don't have to talk about compliance for a long time right that's a topic that puts many a person ill at ease and that you guys have an understanding of that and that's involved in the process is really valuable. How are you approaching that um, small but still significant piece of the puzzle? Well, I mean, it helps that there's not too many areas that we haven't operated in, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's a state by state type model where, you know, your compliance may differ as you go to different states or, you know, as you enter into that, that federal level, you know, the, the global level from that perspective, I mean, there's not much we haven't done from a compliance perspective from a you know how the loan how your loans work how they need to be uh you know reported upon and things like that so you know just having that knowledge and understanding and just having been there um you know really helps and then having software that works <laughs> you know helps too <laughs> how about that <laughs> consistently you know every time it is is a, is surprisingly a game changer. You know, we go in uh, to a lot of new customer implementations and see how they've been operating previously through a series of hacks or workarounds or or really manual processes that you know the opportunities or the points of failure are so many from a compliance perspective. And what we try to do is really you know let's homogenize your process across your whole organization and 
drive KPIs and behaviors that are the right way to do things. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of how the software can help, um, you know, really bring that about and really bring you to some level of comfort where you know that your people, as a as a stakeholder in the organization, you know your people are doing the right things for the yeah. customer. I got to say, if I was in the position of looking for a company to work with, and I mean this, I'd be looking for you guys. I'd be looking to work for you in a heartbeat because that has to be one of the things, compliance and also the other topics we talked about that people do not like change. They don't like change and they don't like change and they can see that something is good. Classic example is dieting, right? You can't see this podcast audience, but Lou needs to lose a couple of pounds, right? I know this, but it doesn't mean that I want to do what I have to do to change. And so as we head on into the sunset here, I'm wondering how you guys evangelize your own message. How do you make this inviting for people? Because it seems to me this is a no-brainer, right? They should be working with you guys because you are soup to nuts in the loan picture. But communicating that this is gonna be a smooth, effective process that's gonna make life easier has gotta be a challenge because people, as I said, they don't like to change. What's, what's the, the end game, the mission here? What are you communicating? Yeah, I mean, we do see that a lot. I mean, it's tough. You know, we go into organizations where they've been doing the same thing for a long time, right? And there's a level of comfort to that. Yeah. Even if you know it's not the best thing, like you alluded to, um, that you're doing, you still just, you want, that, you want that stasis, right? You want to stay where you are. Yeah. But, you know, we, we like to think we make it fun, right? We're good folks to work with. I um, like fun. <laughs> yeah, Bankadelic, know. the colorful side <laughs> of finance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we really build, we really go in looking to build a relationship, right? And and be a partner wow. for the organization we're working to. So, you know, I'm not just looking to get you on the software as fast as I possibly can. Of course, I would love that. But I want to get you on the software the fastest I can and doing what you need to do to be successful as a lender long term. Yeah. You know, and and if we need to spend a specific amount of time on a certain area because there's some hesitancy to change there, let's spend the time, let's talk about it. It's a partnership. You know, we can obviously our our software is very configurable. We can change things to do a little bit of how you do today in certain areas just because there's a comfort level there. And we can buy, we can come back, circle back on that and kind of make other changes to your organization as we go that more fits, um, you know, how you need to in the future. Um, so, you know, we're not coming in there just bulldozing, trying to trying to knock people out and try to just <laughs> do it our way. And we really want to come alongside and, and work together and figure out what how our implementation works best for your organization. Yeah, partnership and relationships, which sounds a lot like what we have yeah. after this much time. And I really hope we get to continue it and just want to thank you. Uh, this is, as they say, off the record, but I guess now on the record is that you were very flexible about being here today and being here at this time. And I want to let you know how much I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I appreciate uh, the time speaking with you. And that's, that's how we work with our partners. You know, we're flexible. We're working, we're working with them for their best interests in, in mind and, and, you know, getting money on the street and getting paid back. There you go. Fabulous. Well, Brad, thank you for being on Bankadelic today. Yeah, appreciate it, Lou. Bradley Tompkins is the Chief Information Officer at Virgin. He is based in Jackson, Mississippi. Be sure to look for Bradley on LinkedIn.
Thanks again for tuning in to Bankadelic, live from Money 2020 in Las Vegas. We hope you are enjoying this series of special episodes and encourage you to go over to SoundCloud to check out the entire Bankadelic archive. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous support. On-site production in Las Vegas provided by yours truly and Scott Mills. Special thanks also to Banker Hire and Lemonade LXP as well as our good friends Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery of Dave and Darm Demystify. I'm Lou Carlozo, and as my good friend and associate Johnny DeBig would say, What happens at Money 2020 in Vegas stays at Money 2020 in Vegas. Capiche? Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD+, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.